What is good everybody and welcome to Between Frets, a space where female musicians meet and discuss all things music. I am Sean, Shawnee Sean Marshall, and I don't even know what day is in quarantine anymore. I think because I've been a little occupied and been in the house, I sometimes don't even know what the day is anymore, just to be honest. Because <laughs> we only went out whenever we need to and we haven't been... Um, leaving the house I have street cabin fever like for real and today I'm juggling everything all at the same time I'm making sure my kids are doing their schoolwork I'm doing this podcast I'm drinking a cup of coffee and taking my vitamin supplements please stay healthy everybody yeah to all the parents that's doing all the same thing shout out but still take a break there's always time for breaks and also be sure the kids learn how to do that stuff on their own. Yeah, so, God, this is so exhausting. I did hear some news that um, there's gonna be um, some, like about 1920 states in the United States is going to be um, reopened. Um, I hope it's Pennsylvania. Please be Pennsylvania, because <laughs> Life's hard right now. Life's hard. <laughs> also, make sure you follow us on our Instagram, our Facebook, and our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to that at Fret Sisters. Yeah, we're doing a lot of things, doing something different, and and we got some more, you know, interviews coming up in the season. And yes, we are having season four. So, yeah. Well, you do have a lot of time in my hands. So we are planning on doing season four. Make sure you follow us on our social media to know when the date for season four will begin. And and also check out all our other personal social media sites and you get to see what we be doing on quarantine. You know, we had like a couple jam sessions on guitars and stuff like that and doing other things with our children and everything else. And inside hustles <laughs> so check it out check it out because yeah <laughs> oh lord yeah i am so out of it today like i really am out of it today but um yeah i am going to take a break check on my children get another cup of coffee because i really need it <laughs> And when we come back, I will be talking to our guest for today, Adeline. So stay tuned. And we are back. Our guest today is a singer, songwriter, producer. I would say multi-instrumentalist. She's a she plays the bass the guitar, key bass, um, and also she's a professional model. Like, yeah, like in Vogue magazine, model. And she's originally from Paris, France, but she's now in NYC. Uh, She dominates any stage she performs on and captures her audience, not only with her powerful voice, but with her funky bass playing, daring personal style, 
and soulful yet seductive dance moves. Yes. So everyone, please welcome Adeline. How are you today? Hello. What an introduction. That was so nice. I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. No problem. On behalf of Fret Sisters, we are so excited having you here today like we featured you on a couple of our videos during our daily post and then we was like thinking we got to have oh, her in there thank you <laughs> i'm so happy about that no problem no problem um so let's um get started um we're going to talk about your little earliest memories of um, when you fall in love with music and you was actually classically trained as a vocalist. I wouldn't say classically trained because, you know, when you go to opera and the amount of work that these people put in, it's, it wouldn't be fair to say that. But I, the, I started singing in, in a choir when I was four years old. And it wasn't, you know, I didn't grow up in the United States, and so it wasn't like church music unfortunately so it was more it was more traditional so it was it was more traditional singing and we had some classical aspect to it um and then later on i, I studied vocals and you know when you study um vocal training there's always a little bit of classic classical aspect to it yes yes um also you like a self you self you taught yourself how to play the guitar and the bass which one did you start it out first like the bass or the guitar? I started the guitar, the guitar um, when I was a teenager. My older brother, I have a musical family, all my siblings um, sing and play, and my older brother played guitar, and so uh, we had a little moment where I wanted him to be the one buying me the guitar. Um, and I was a teenager, and I taught myself, started you know learning basic chords, and I just really wanted to learn to, to write songs. Um, and then later on, mm -hmm. after I moved to New York, uh, I picked up the bass on accident, you know, a very, very beautiful accident um, where I was in a band called The Crowd, my first group when I moved here. And uh, our bass player canceled at the last minute and didn't show up for the gig. And someone was like, hey, you play guitar. Why don't you just grab the bass? Um, and I fell in love with the bass. That's how I started playing. <laughs> <laughs> and you had a lot of musical influences here and uh yeah uh, like curtis mayfield aretha mm -hmm. franklin donna summers stevie wonder and of mm -hmm. course prince and and i believe that these people form you as an artist today and like how did it make you fall in love with music with these people um i think the way it worked for me is i go through i think all musicians kind of go through phases like i personally still to this day like have go through phases of obsession with an artist where i just like dive deep for like a yeah. solid like six months especially when i when i you know was shedding bass at home a lot when i started playing uh, same with with vocals like I, I had like a solid six months of just like singing along to aretha franklin to the t uh i did that with aretha i did that with shaka and for curtis mayfield's um his his bass player lucky scott um is my favorite bass player ever and like just like just really studying um and really copying because i don't believe i invent anything i don't believe anyone but you know some people that are geniuses do that so it's just a, a matter of really trying to grasp what they're doing and uh making my own interpretation of it and you know you just put that all in a blender and and then there comes your own sound you know because it comes out of you and as it comes out of you it is it is still through the filter of who you are as a, as a human being 
So when you first um, joined mm-hmm. the band in the States, and what is kind of like your first get experience in uh, that? It was more spiritual, I would say. I, I moved, and I like to just to share that because we talk so much about, you know, we hear artists' stories and, it, you know, and even when you watch these um, biopic movies, you never really, we never really are told how, you know, the, the, the really how behind, but what was going on in your mind, like, you know, the, and I, I just want to share about the whole self-doubt and mainly that, you know, we go through as an artist. And for me, moving to New York, I, I wanted to find my sound. I wanted to found, find myself as an artist, who I was, um, who I wanted to be. Um, so my, my first band was The Crowd. It was um, me and two guys, both of them rapped. Uh, and one of them sang and we all played instruments. But really every single band that I've been in has like gotten me closer to finding out who I was. Um, so the first stages of, of being in New York City, my first strong memory was just to be an, even able to say out loud, I want to do this. I want to be a star. Like I want to be a musician. I want to be a singer. I want to do these things. And just having people um, encourage me to do it and just like make me claim it. That, that was the first powerful thing that happened for me here. Well, for finding your own sound, you actually just released uh, your self-titled album and I Thank did listen so to much. it. It's amazing. Thank you. Very great. And it, you're welcome. And your al- in your album, you have this song and um, Twilight, mm-hmm. you actually released a single. Um, can you tell our listeners a little story behind that song? Because uh, I, so I really enjoyed that song so much. Just a few days ago, it, uh, it came out, I think like four days ago. So I'm so glad you heard it already. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, it's not on my, my album came out in 2018 and Twilight is part of um, an EP that's, that will be coming out in June. So it's the second single. Uh, and this, the, the, this, well, sonically, I would say that, and, uh, you know, it's interesting that you talk about my album because the album that I put out in 2018 in terms of the sound and the direction, it, it, I can, you know, I was exploring that, that was really my debut as like a producer, like releasing music that I had produced. And now with, with Twilight, it's, it's kind of uh, the next step of me as a songwriter producer is having more of my band included in it. Um, so it's all live instrumentation. Um, my, the drummer in my band plays the drums on it, the guitar player, keyboard player, and you know, I'm on bass and vocals. And the story with the lyrics, um, well, I'm in, I'm in a happy relationship and a marriage. I like to, you know, uh, say that first because it's a breakup song. And I wrote it with a friend of mine, Jonathan Sigletary, an amazing songwriter who's engaged very happily so, getting married very soon. And we were just kind of like, well, there's some. There's something nostalgic about the chords and about the, the, the sound. We had the track first and it just came to me that it needed to be something sort of nostalgic and sad, but hopeful at the same time. I very often start lyrics out of, I start with the music first and, and then I try to feel what the emotion behind the music is telling me that the song should be about, right? So this song is about, um, it's about a breakup, it's about something ending, a relationship in that case, but it really can apply to anything, even those the times we are in today, which is just turning a page, but looking forward to the next step, because everything that ends means that something else is starting, right? So, and it's it's funny because how life works, 
the, you know, the song is called Twilight and we're li living in a complete twilight zone. I mean, this is the best description I have for the time oh. we're in right now. And I had no idea this would be happening when I, when I wrote that song. Um, and it, it, this song just makes even more sense now. It is about a relationship, but it really could be about what's going on now and just... Uh, I know it's sad to say goodbye to something, but it, it, something else is coming that, that, that could be even better for you. I like that story behind it. I was in here just <laughs> yeah, marinating so it. Music <laughs> is magical that way because, you know, I just, we're just, I think we're vessels. And not that I believe that I personally am like on a spe special level of calling with the universe. I, I think it's all of us as human beings, we're all connected. Uh, we see it even more now how like we can't see each other or touch each other, but we're connecting somehow still um, So we have you know, we, we feel we, we have these waves and we were connected in such so many ways and The song was our, was meant to be I guess in a way, you know, the lyrics were part of this time Well before all this quarantine <laughs> all this you have been touring performing with shows um you even performed at yeah. Coachella, and how was that? Like, lot, like a lot of people like Coachella, like had like the best experience attending and performing that great big event mm -hmm. of like festival season. So, how was your experience? That was experience in 2014 before? with my my former band Escort. Um, it was a little bit different because we mm -hmm. played um, at we played a lot because we played on the we were part of the Heineken stage. And we, it was such a fun experience because we played yeah. like, I think we played three, four, like three days in a row or something. Like we played the whole weekend, several shows a day. And we, we had the chance to collaborate with other artists. Mm -hmm. So that was super cool. Um, the, the whole experience behind it for me, that what made it special was more honestly, like just the fun times with the band going back to the house after the festival. And I'm personally not a fan of big crowds. Funny enough, I love performing in front of a lot of people, but being in a big crowd, it makes me feel a little bit weird. Um, but it, it was special. It, it, it was amazing. And it felt like, you know, a big deal to be there for sure. And you got the chance to perform with CeeLo Green. Like, how did you got that opportunity for performing with a major artist, songwriter? Like, how well, did you so get I'm that opportunity performing um, with him? So I've been, we've, I've been playing with him for about three years now. I mean, clearly we're not active right now. The last, I guess the last show we did was the fall last year. Um, but um, I claimed it. <laughs> I, I just really wanted to work with him. I've always connected mm -hmm. to his artistry in general, his sound, his personality. Um, and I, so I was a bass player on a, on a TV show um, on, on NBC and uh, called the Meredith Vieira Show. Mm -hmm. And um, it was on for two seasons and there, there was a house band and CeeLo was our guest one day. And funny enough, you know, again, like this is really, uh, another story that I love to share because it's it shows how in you know it's something and something else comes and in difficult times great things can happen. Uh, this was our last taping. This, that was the end of the show. Uh, the show was did you know last taping of the last of the second season and we knew it was over. Um, and I was like, oh my god, I gotta get something out of this. Like I gotta I gotta get another gig like, like something has to happen i have to make a connection like something special needs to come and silo was our last guest the very last guest and he saw me play and he came to talk to me and he was like i would love for you to play in my band 
uh, is this not okay? Because I know you have a job. I was like, actually, I don't have a job anymore. This is perfect timing. <laughs> and that's how it happened. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's amazing. Because oh, my goodness. I've met so many people, oh. and it's not to diss anyone. Everyone's busy, and everyone claims, you know, uh, things. And it's not always possible to make things happen. But he is one of the most truthful people I've met in terms of, you know, I've met so many people that said, I want to do this with you, and it was, I'm going to collaborate. But he said, I want to trade my band. And then... Two days later, he called, and uh, two weeks later, I was on stage with him. Um, so he's he's a great person. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, so you're also a model, and I just saw your pictures. Yes, I've been stalking on the page, <laughs> and you really look like you look amazing. Like even I saw some of the videos, and also your um, tiny desk concert mm-hmm. little contest uh, entry there. Uh, you, you look amazing like i really yeah. love your hair because i yes i'm in a natural <laughs> hair movement yes so thank you <laughs> so you look so amazing like i i was like looking at these pictures i'm like oh my oh. god i'm interviewing this wonderful woman i'm like oh my god oh, I was, that's, that's, how, that's how i well, felt I'm, to be I'm honest i'm not really a model anymore i'm a retired model <laughs> uh and you know i i used i modeled for a, yeah. a few years you know in my early days in new york and the, for me, like not modeling anymore was the next positive step in my career that I wanted to reach just because I ran out of time, like going on castings every day, you know, um, running around the city and like waiting. And that, that took some time. And I, at some point it was like, it's not my career. I want to just um, make music. So um, I don't model anymore. But what, what I love is that I, that I get hired as, my, as, a per, as myself, as an artist. And, and the, the modeling fashion has changed so much where mm-hmm. we're giving platforms and, and space for people, you know, women and people of all shapes and sizes and not just tall and skinny and, you know, more people with personalities. And I, I get a lot more gratification and in being invited to partner with a brand for, for the work I'm doing and the hours I'm putting it in the studio than just like a lottery mm-hmm. of how I came out, like biologically, which suits a certain aesthetic that really doesn't mean anything. So... <laughs> So like after your modeling, you you did change, you did start to say, I want to focus more on my music. And you took from like fashion and what you learned from that yeah. to build your yeah. own style, really. So you can be able to come out as an artist and share your story, your music to mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. To know who is I mean, And style, is. again, is, is a different thing sometimes from fashion. Like think about the biggest fashion icons in the world. Like they're not necessarily models, you know, like David Bowie and Grace mm-hmm. Jones. I mean, Grace Jones, of course, supermodel-like wo- woman, but you know, uh, Diana Ross, like uh, again, all of these people are just like, I think there's so much more beyond what the look is and just the history and what they're talking about through their style Jimi hendrix you know so i just kind of thrive to be like mm-hmm. one of these people and it's interesting because i got criticized here and there like people you know maybe like jazz heads or people saying like well if she's a true musician why does she care so much about her looks and what she looks like and my best answer is like you know how much time miles davis spent working on his outfits like you know how this man was dressing up to the t we just sleep less like if i'm gonna spend a whole day at a vintage store making up mm-hmm. outfits that is because I believe this is what another form of expression of myself as an artist. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, it's just fun and it's, it's just another way. It's like a visual expression of what your art is somehow. And we're the canvas. Let's, let's have some fun questions here. This is a fun question I like to ask everybody. Like when you're not doing music, you're not creating, like 
what did you like to I work out do like in your spare I time? I a lot. Like I have, kind of have a routine. Like, um, so I, I do fitness a lot. Um, I, I got into meditating recently. So I, that's, that's a big part of my day. Not that it takes a long time, but it's, it's dedicated time that I don't, um, that no compromise with that. Uh, I love cooking. I love to cook, but that's just a thing that musicians are good at in general. I, you know, I try yeah. to make time for family life. I have a husband and a stepson who's nine years old. And so, you know, parenting takes some time and it, it's, it's also super fun to thing to focus on. Yeah, that's great. Like meditating. Oh God, I did meditate you do? Like a couple times a day. Wow. Probably like before I go to sleep. Yes. I when I first wake when I first wake up in the morning, and I sometimes I mm-hmm. get up early than my usual time. I just get up and I just I, I just close my eyes, just focus on my breathing because I was like, okay, I need to do this mm-hmm. before I deal with the chaos of my children Same. in the morning. So doing after my little stretches and stuff like that and and then I just get up and I look out in the window or mm-hmm. actually looking at the mirror because I use it as a motivation most women we it's still been going through you know mm-hmm. low self-esteem and all that stuff so I always look myself in the mirror and motivate myself mm-hmm. before That's I start my That's day amazing. off it makes a difference right when you like take uh, yeah. a second like before the day starts like I I get up and I have every morning I have a giant mm-hmm. jar of water with half fresh squeezed lemon and salt and honey <laughs> and I mix it in and then mm-hmm. I chug that hydrate myself and then vitamin C it wakes me up then I meditate and then not I don't pick up the phone I don't like answer mm-hmm. calls until like sometimes my manager texts me she's like can I call I'm like nope not yet I'm not ready yet <laughs> well I would try yeah. to do, um, add the honey in the in the water because I, I usually mm-hmm. do put lemon lemons in my water but I never heard no one put like not only lemon, but yeah, it's little a cleanser. salt and, you know, and honey in there. Kind of so like I would definitely would try that. Lemon and canned pepper yeah. and honey and salt. Uh, so it's like it's a mini cleanse, and it it, it gets it gets the movement yeah. going, if you know what I mean, in the morning. And it's great for your skin. It's like detox, and it, it there's yeah. a lot of nutrients in it. Like actually, sometimes I like can last a couple hours without having to eat. Um, don't recommend it, but you know you should eat. And also brush your teeth afterwards because the lemon is kind of aggressive a little bit on your teeth. <laughs> but it's great. I would. Yeah. I would definitely would try that. I will clarity. try that probably tomorrow. Yeah. So us fret sisters, mm-hmm. we are gearheads. I would say <laughs> we always want to know our artists about what gear they using and sometimes we like to find we steal uh, some our tone chaser, chaser. i'm so definitely a tone play? chaser actually i have two strats uh two prs's okay. and a telecaster i'm using a telecaster now and so i've been like using those just to okay find my sound but i did find i'm still looking for it so what sound or what gear did you uh, use to find your sound it's interesting because i i go for something different on stage uh and recording so mm-hmm. i my main bass is a sadowski jazz bass and when i started i was like jazz bass 
nothing else. You know, just jazz bass, and it sounds great for slap. It's got the attack and the high end, but I also really don't like a lot of mids or high end, so I like really boomy basses. Sometimes I'd be like at sound check, and the sound engineer is like, it's, you know, can you take some bass out? I'm like, nope, I'm a bass player. You figure it out, I need my bass. It's not a guitar. Uh, and I, you know, I like just kind of like a, but it's still a round tone, but I, I just don't like trebly bass so much. So that's for live. And, and I just recently mm -hmm. have been recording with P basses a lot. Like I have a Mulan P bass that's from Korea that I really, really like. And I kind of, it was to me my like bass number two. And then I started playing it on stage and somehow the, um, just the P tone is, is just really consistent depending on the stage and the room. Cause you know, everything changes depending on where you are. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at the studio, we have this Fender P bass with flat wounds on it. Now, a lot of my favorite bass players played a flat wound, but it was never my thing that like, oh, I'm recording on flat wounds. And I've been doing a lot of like, oh, trying this bass, trying this bass. And lately, oh my God, I just end up using the P bass flat wound on everything. And it's not even my bass, but it's been on all the recordings. Like if you listen to Twilight, and I re-recorded it with my jazz bass. I was like, okay, now that was a demo. I'm gonna record it with my actual, my bass. Nope, went back to the other one. So I'm all about flat wounds these days for my tone. Like it's got that tone for, for recordings. It's, it's so clean and there's no, you know, there's no string sound. So I'm into that right now for my recordings. That's great. Can you tell any, like giving advice for like any up and coming artists or or how to navigate in this music business since it's like still oh like God, a girl, male dominated world i would say uh, i'm still think, trying to figure it out um but i i would say <laughs> the one thing i can say from my experience in, in this whole male dominated situation which is so true is there are some great mm -hmm. male out there to collaborate with. And first thing I would say is you don't need to collab. You don't need anybody to collaborate with. You just, it's important for me, you know, for everyone to just dig through on their own and really know that they don't need anyone's approval. We don't need anybody's approval, but yourself. But then there is mm -hmm. hope when it comes to the future Mm -hmm. um for women because we you know we're not gonna cancel men they're not going anywhere we don't want them to go we just want to educate them and be able to collaborate with them and be able to not have to like sleep with somebody or not being asked to you know what i mean but i've been lucky i'm surrounded by great guys and i've mm -hmm. met some douchebags yeah. but they're not bye you know i just move on i move on and i i hold on to my confidence and what i can do on my own and you know, the bad weed will come out that will just like clean itself out. We got, we got it. And, and, you know, it's, it's, we have sisterhoods. I mean, the base world is, is great to, is great in general. Like, I'm just very lucky that like I picked an instrument that, I mean, I, I can only talk for what I know, but it's not comparing with other instruments, but it's, it's more difficult for singers, for instance, you know, it's, I do know that like, there's a little bit more of like reverence when it comes to men, musician, when you can play an instrument. And I feel like female singers um, can, you know, find ways to just kind of educate themselves in order to fight against that, that stigma and just like be able to tell them like, I'm not stupid, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm a professional. 
because it's not because you don't play an instrument that you're not worthy or that you should get you know played or disrespected so you know you got this <laughs> i could go on and on <laughs> uh, can you tell yes. everybody um, um, so where they can follow you on social media or anything um, it's spelled with an I. It's like magazine. Uh, and so my Instagram is at Adeline. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's Adeline also. You know, follow me on Spotify. That's something that um, we don't really talk about so much and that most people don't know that it's important to actually click that follow button on Spotify because it, it helps us uh, with being able to know how many people listen to our music and, and then that way we can stay in touch with, with our uh, audience because whenever we release something, they'll, they'll be notified and you know, we're fighting against this mm -hmm. algorithm and that helps, that helps a lot. So follow me on Spotify <laughs> and Instagram. That's great, that is so awesome. There you go, ladies and gents. I would like to thank Arlene for joining in with us. Make sure you follow her on social media and make sure you check out her single Twilight. Um, amazing song, great vibe. Also follow us on our social media for daily posts, any updates or anything like that. Until then, I am Sean, Shawnee Sean Marshall. Just stay safe, stay healthy, stay positive during this quality, crazy time. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you guys for listening. Bye. Hey, Riff Girl, go on and play something for the people. One, two, three, four. If you want to learn more about this progression, then you can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Fret Sisters or email us at fretsistersmusic at gmail.com. Peace and love. Mm -hmm.